0: When you think about your calling, you might think about what you're meant to do, but your purpose isn't as much about what you're doing as it is who you're becoming. You're called. Are you ready to discover your calling? Let's find out right now. Life has its ups and downs. Life can be fun. Life is sometimes hectic and life is full of choices. Welcome to Venture, the podcast that brings the biblical truth to the ventures that we face in this world and live in today. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another Venture podcast. I'm your host, Dan Wills, lead pastor at Chandler Acres Church in Bellevue, Nebraska. And I just want to thank you for uh, being a part of our new uh, series that uh, we started. Uh, It's just a couple of weeks. Uh, We've called it called, um, it's talking about uh, being called by, by God. And so I'm looking forward to being able to talk to you guys uh, for the next couple of weeks about that. Uh, but before we do, I do want to wish you uh, guys, I uh, hope you guys had, I should say, hope you guys had a, a Merry Christmas um, this last weekend. Uh, my family and I did, and and we had a good time celebrating uh, Jesus' birth and, and of course, opening a few gifts and, and other things and eating a lot and all that kind of stuff, you know, the good stuff. So anyway, um, we want to thank you again, like I said, for uh, joining us. We believe that if you are listening, you are listening for a reason and a purpose, as always, and that uh, God will uh, share what that reason and purpose with you today. That's what we pray for. All right? So let's get things started. I want to talk to those of you who know that you are created by God to do something significant, something Meaningful, something eternal, something that matters. Many of you, you you may sense that it's something big, something unique, something special, but you don't know exactly what it is, and you're not sure where to start. And so, I want to share with you a verse, and I will pray that it will land in your spirit and build your faith to know that you are uniquely created by God for His glory, called to make a difference uh, in this world. It comes from Ephesians four. Uh, from the Apostle Paul who wrote this from a Roman prison around 61 AD or so. Here's what it says, Ephesians 4, 1. Therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. I plead with you to live a life that that this one life that you've been given worthy of the calling that you have from our God. And so I'm just here to tell you that you are called by God as well, that uh, Paul is correct, that we are called by God. Now, if for a moment this resonates with your spirit, it's because you sense that you were created for a reason, a calling, a purpose, a divine destiny, because you know no matter what you achieve in this world, no matter what you obtain in this world, you long for more than just success. There's something in you that creates spiritual and lasting significance. Uh, So today, um, we are talking about uh, or answering the question, is God calling me? Is God calling me? And the answer is yes. Our God is calling you. Uh, in our culture of what you might call instafluence, uh, where you can become TikTok famous, uh, in an age where people seem to be obsessed with things, um, things um, like building their personal brands, securing their side hustle, you know, making a name, becoming an influencer. I would like to attempt to reclaim the sacred language of calling. Uh, What does it mean to be called by God? Well, the root word, uh, root Greek word for calling is is honestly one of the most significant and important words in all of the New Testament. The root Greek word is kaleo. It's K-A-L-E-O. And it is the root of 16 other very important words in the New Testament. It simply means to call. Kaleo means to call. And I want to share a couple other ones with you based on uh, that word. There's klesis, uh, klesis uh, which is um, which means calling. There's kletos, which means called. Paraclete, which means com- uh, comforter. Uh, it's a picture of the Holy Spirit. Paracletos, which means the advocate the advocate or the intercessor. This is a picture of the Spirit of God. And then there is ecclesia, okay, which is the gathering. It's the church. It's the assembly of believers. Ek, E-K, means out of, and klesia means comes from. It means that we are the called out ones. We don't go into a building. We're called out into the world. And so we are called. Uh, Now, when you think about this, if you own it and you recognize that you've been genuinely set apart by God, chosen by God, gifted by God, and called by him to make a difference, that puts a little weight on your day-to-day, doesn't it? Because if you're called by God, then you might wonder, what if I miss my calling? In other words, what if I was supposed to major in such and such in college or, you know, but now I'm on, um, I can only attend an online college and they don't offer what I'm supposed to do maybe, you know, And, and what if I choose the wrong career? And what if I went to the wrong church and I didn't hear the right message, which spurred me on to the right thing, you know? And what if I was supposed to ask out this cute girl at the grocery store the other day, but I hesitated and now we're not meeting because of COVID, and she's got she got sick and, and she went to the doctor and the doctor asked her out, and now I'm destined to marry somebody unattractive and miserable and be miserable for the rest of my life, right? What if I miss my calling? You know, I don't know why my mind goes that way sometimes, but it just does. But, but what if I take a wrong turn and the train slows me down? You know, we—I have that problem here in, in Bellevue, we, I, where I drive. There's a train track that runs alongside the main road that I drive just about every day to get to church, and and the train constantly comes and. And it slows my day down. And sometimes I wonder, am I missing something? You know, am I going to be late or, or whatever? It's, it kind of messes my whole life up. Sometimes it feels that way. If God is calling me, he's chosen me for something special. What if I miss my calling? You know, I'm so confused. What, it, what is it specifically? If, if I'm called by God, what am I called to do? It must be something big and it must be something important. So we have to embrace this truth. That calling is about who you are before what you do, okay? The calling is about who you are before what you do. When God calls you, he's calling you to a who before he's calling you to a do. In fact, I, I love the words of the Apostle Paul in 2 Timothy 1.9 when he says this, for God saved us and called us to live a holy life. He did this not because we deserved it, but because that was his plan from from beginning, uh, before the beginning of time, to, to show us his grace through Christ Jesus, okay? Let me tell you what he didn't say. He didn't say, for God saved you and called you to be a missionary in Africa, okay? Now, he might do that later on, but that's not what Paul said. He didn't say you're called to be a second grade teacher or you're called to be a professional gamer. You know, how cool would it be, by the way, to be able to play games professionally, right? Uh, get paid for playing video games. You know, Paul didn't say you're called to a task or or a job. God called you to live a holy life. In other words, God calling is as much about who you're becoming as it is about what you are doing. Okay. You are you're called to be holy. That Greek word of holy means to be set apart, it means to be different. In other words, as you follow Jesus, you don't look like the world, you don't act like the world, you don't think like the world, and you don't behave like the world. You're not driven by the things that other people are driven by, because you've been set apart by God, called by Jesus, infused with the power of the Spirit of God to live a holy life. When you look at Scripture, it's very interesting to me that the Bible never talks about your calling for a career. The Bible talks about your calling to become like Jesus. It's a who before it's a do. So when you recognize you are called by God, uh, a better question than starting with, what am I called to do? A better question would be, who am I called to become? Who is it that God wants me to become? Because if calling is only about a do, it's going to get really, really, really confusing. Okay? Let me try to unpack this for you just a bit. Okay? Um, I'm going to kind of ask you a question and, uh, and have you kind of participate in your mind here a little bit, okay, wherever you are. Um, how many of you might suggest that maybe God has called me to preach the gospel? You know, there's a few of you that, that, that you might say, I was called to preach the gospel, okay? but now there's a problem. See, I'm also called to be a husband to my wife, right? How many of you would agree with that? I, all right, I should be called to be a husband to my wife. Now, that takes a distinctly different skill set and expression to, to fulfill that calling. For example, let's say that if my wife and I have a constructive discussion that's, by the way, is preacher talk for an argument, okay? <laughs> Let's say we have this constructive discussion, and at the end of it, I was to say to this this to my wife, this, this, this phrase to my wife, ready? For those of you who need to repent of your sins and call on Jesus, raise your hand right now on the count of three, you know? If I say that to her, at the count of three, I'm really gonna have to be repenting of my sins and calling on Jesus, because that approach isn't gonna be incredibly effective, is it, okay? It's the different setting and it's a different calling. So am, I, so am I called to be a preacher? Am I called to be a husband? Oh, by the way, I have two kids. So am I called to be a dad to my children? Of course I am. I am still the same person, yet I've got different expressions of the calling. And so what I hope you'll recognize in your own life is that who you are is way, way more important to God than starting with what you do. In other words, if I'm called to be a preacher and yet I'm not living a righteous life, I'm not living a holy life, then I'm not fulfilling my calling. If I'm not loving my wife and yet I'm really successful in some other venue, uh, some other avenue, you know, I'm not fulfilling my calling because I might be lacking integrity in some area of my life. I, I could be a good preacher and work really, really hard and, and preach a message that you might like and it might influence your life, but if I'm neglecting my family, if I'm abusing my family, I'm not fulfilling my calling. You can see someone's, someone who's a character, uh, charismatic leader, is what I want to say, but, but doesn't keep their word and doesn't have integrity, that person is not fulfilling their calling either. In fact, um, calling isn't about something important you do in the future. Calling is about your faithfulness to Jesus today. Can I say that again for you? Calling isn't about something important you do in the future. Calling is about your faithfulness to Jesus today. It's about who you are today, not just about what you do in the future. The Apostle Paul says something that's really, that really, really ministers to me every, every moment of the day. He says, he says this, and whatever you do, whether it's in word or deed, in another sense, if you're doing what you enjoy, or even if it's something that's difficult or something that's right in your sweet spot or something that's really, really frustrating, whatever you do, okay, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Whatever you do, do it unto the Lord. Whatever you do, do it to him. Do it for him. Calling isn't just about the specific unique you. It starts with the who. And when you're holy and set apart for God, then whatever you do, you do it for God. I want to show you an example in scripture. And this to me is not only powerful, but it has some potential to be kind of funny if you, if you really think about it. Okay, I want to show you a couple of stories. One is in Mark 10 and the other one is immediately following in Mark 11. Okay, Mark 10, there's two brothers, James and John, and they're going to ask Jesus for a little favor. Um, they basically say, Jesus, give us some favor. And essentially what they're saying is, hey, one day, Jesus, when you're sitting on your throne, when you're in heaven reigning and ruling, can one of us sit on your right and the other one on your left? We want to be important, Jesus. We, we, when people think of you, we want them thinking of us. Hey, look, you know, there's James and then there's John on the other side. We want to be important. And so Jesus looks on, and he kind of gives them a little message. He says, hey, if you want to be a leader, first you need to be a servant. He says, if you want to be really important, if you want to be first, the first thing you need to do is you actually need to be last. He said, it's not about just the visibility. You need to have a heart of a servant. It's, it's who you are, not just where you're positioned, okay? And so that's Mark 10. In the next chapter, Mark 11, Jesus and his disciples, they were approaching Jerusalem for, the, for the, the famous moment that we call the triumphal entry. This was when Jesus comes riding in, the palm branches are everywhere, and, and he's preparing to give his life. And the disciples are very likely beside themselves. You know, I, I don't know if you've ever been with someone that you deem important and you're walking in with them where you feel like you've got it going on, right? You just because, Not because of yourself, but because of who you're with, right? And this is what they're very likely thinking. Hey, we're coming into town with Jesus, the Son of God, at the moment of the triumphal entry. We've, we've left so much to be, so much to be here at this moment. This is the big moment as we go in. And look at what Scripture says in Mark 11.1. 1. Listen to what it says. As Jesus and his disciples approached Jerusalem, they came to the towns of Bethpage and Bethany on the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two of them on ahead. Okay, What's interesting is Mark doesn't tell us which two. But if I were Jesus, I can guarantee you the two that had just asked me to be important would have been very likely had been chosen to be my object lesson (laughs) in this illustration that I was just about to do, okay? With all my heart, I think it's James and John that Jesus sent on this assignment because here's what he's gonna do. He's gonna send them on ahead And you know what they're thinking. These two are thinking, hey, we're going to do something really important. We're going to cast out demons. We're going to call down fire from heaven and burn up the whole evil Roman empire. He has chosen us because of our capacity, because of our experience, because of our leadership skills. But let's look at what Jesus says to them in verses 2 and 3 in Mark 11. Go into the village over there, he told them. As soon as you enter it, you will see a donkey tied there, there, there that no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. And if anyone asks, what are you doing? Just say, the Lord needs it and we'll return it soon. Wait a minute, Jesus. We left everything to follow you. Where's my important assignment? Our big calling, where, where we get visible recognition, where, where we get some clout, where we get a little attention, where we get some followers, where we get some fame. Come on, Jesus. You're, you're calling us to do donkey duty? Yes, and I know I said Duty. Sometimes the fourth grade boy just comes out in all of us, right? <laughs> and so they got donkey duty. And the disciples were about to learn, okay? They were about to learn this. The size of your assignment never determines the significance of your impact. Let me say that one again for you again, okay? The size of your assignment never determines the, dis- the significance of your impact. The size of your assignment, the very thing in that moment that God might be calling you to do, enabling you to do, inviting you to do, may not feel important in the moment, but it could be more significant than you could ever imagine. Just like a little shepherd boy who determined in the Old Testament that a very small stone can take out a really, really big giant, right? and just like a little boy in the new testament who took his little lunchable right <laughs> and he gave it to Jesus and and Jesus took something that seemed small and insignificant and and multiplied it, it to feed 5000 men and and also the women and children you know many 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 thousands you are set apart by god you're chosen by god you are called by god and whatever you do even if it's donkey duty you do it with faithfulness you do it with passion you do it with integrity because of who you are you do it for the one who gave it to you gave it all for you it's so much more about the who than it is about the do these these two disciples these two guys may have may have had no idea that they just delivered the donkey that carried Jesus to his calling what am i created to do Start with the who. Be faithful to Jesus today. And then when you're faithful, when you serve with integrity, when you, when you love, when you love generous, live generously is what I want to say, and when you die to yourself and leverage your life to make Jesus known, when there's less of you and there's more of him, when it's not about your name or your status or your visible importance, but it becomes all about the one who gave his life for you who suffered, shed his blood, gave his life and rose again so you could be forgiven, your sins washed away, filled with the very same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, empowered, created, uniquely shaped, set apart to live a holy life. Then with everything you do, you do for the glory of God. You don't have to find your calling. Your calling will find you. It will overtake you. Something as meaningless as donkey duty because something meaningful will become something meaningful when it's for the one who gave his life for you. What are you called to? You're called to a who before a do. You're called to become like Jesus. You're called to be set apart, to live a holy life. We don't live according to the same values that this world lives toward. And so one day you wake up and you recognize there's someone who's in need and you're called to help meet that need there's someone who's hurting and you're called because you're becoming like Christ to stop and to listen to them maybe even pray for them it's amazing how hard it is for some for some of us to just pray for another person you might be called right now to love a spouse that's really difficult to love right now you you might be called to pray for a child that continues to run from god you you might be called to to called by god to confess some sin in your life that that's held you back and grieved your soul and believe that the power of the holy spirit can change you you might have a, a lot of education, and you know you could do so much more professionally and make so much more money, but right now, you're called to love your children. You're, you're called to love them with the love of Jesus. You, you might be called to fight for your marriage when the spouse you're with doesn't seem to have any fight for it. Whatever you do, you do it for the glory of God. It starts with the who. So what am I called to do? It starts with the who. You've been called by God, set apart, chosen, not to live a life that's all about you and your comfort and your name and your desires, but a life that reflects the glory of God. Paul said, I beg you, I urge you to live a life worthy of your calling, to glorify the one who gave it all for you. You're called by God. It's not a game. Church isn't an add-on. It's not something you do or watch a sermon every now and then and try to do good to someone. You're called to reflect the glory of Jesus in all you do. In every conversation, in everywhere you go, you have been set apart by God. Your success will not be based on how important you look to anybody else, but your success will be based on the way you faithfully serve Jesus today. Success isn't accomplishing something big and significant out there in the future. Success is being faithful to Jesus today. You are called by God in that. That concludes another episode of Venture Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you'll come back next week as we wrap up uh, week two of Called. We'll talk to you soon. If you'd like to know more about Venture Podcast or Chandler Acres Church, or if you'd like to support this ministry, please visit us at chandleracreschurch.com.